Welcome to a workplace. I haven't punched anyone at work. What happens when someone says you were giving him googly eyes? I only wear tight see-through t-shirts. How much do you compromise to get what you want? Moms who work are just parenting two times. This is like modern work. Well, you could give the job to him, but I'll do it for less. That's sexual harassment. Sorry I'm not wearing makeup. This is just how I look. Working. <laughs> and having a vagina. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> that was a beautiful sing. That one I was really honed in. You with nodded my eyeballs. your head when you clicked down on the record button. <laughs> like was... a granny on Garage Band. <laughs> I only know how to use Garage Band because of this podcast. I've never had a had a use for it. Oh yes, don't mind if I do. Oh geez, we're so if far I away. throw you <laughs> not to throw, throw you these grapes. They're all wet. It's going to be a great little snack. And so quiet, too. Good podcasting food. Is it? No one has to hear us chewing. Whoa, did you just pop that grape? Well, <laughs> I stand corrected. They're very fresh grapes. It's very crisp. Um, that was an intentional, <laughs> loud grape chew. If you ate all your grapes like that, we wouldn't be friends, I don't think. Because that means other foods would be very loud, too. At the very least, we could just never eat together. It's true. Although we recently had like a new friend over for dinner for the first time and he chewed with his mouth open and I was like, I don't think he can come back. <laughs> He's a great guy. But chewing and talking with your mouth full? Nah. -uh. Sorry, man. So is that like I can't watch you eat or is that like I think differently about you now? Mm. And I don't I don't want to be judgy here, but I do it did change my perspective of him a bit. Because let me think. I didn't reflect on why. Because my husband and I like both agreed. So we were like, yeah, we're right. And then just didn't didn't <laughs> stop and think about like why we both felt that way. But mm, I guess like in your upbringing, so if no parent corrected you for chewing with your mouth open, were you kind of spoiled? Like, were you a kid who always got what you wanted? Or did you throw a fit if your parents tried to reprimand you? And so they just were, like, docile and subdued and didn't try to correct your really unlikable behaviors? Because, <laughs> like, chewing with your mouth open makes you a terrible house guest. So, and, like, being a bad house guest is a bad thing to be. Wouldn't you say? yeah I mean from the house guest point of view that just that's even more intimidating if you're not being a, a good one mm -hmm. that's always my saving grace is like oh, probably have social anxiety but at least I know I can you, be a good house guest if you, I want to you are an excellent house guest you're an excellent dinner guest and an excellent house guest <laughs> though we've never had you stay overnight before Yes, one time. Oh, yes, that's I right. I was in dire need. Yes, that's right. And you were lovely. And you were there. For <laughs> Even me. in your chaos. <laughs> you, were in, you, had your, you had your faculties about you to, to be a good, solid guest. So it's funny because sometimes I make a conscious choice that it's okay to like talk with some food in my mouth. Yes, me too. Depending on right now. the environment. <laughs> Like, if I want to really establish, like, oh, we're casual and, like, 
Yeah. You know, like I'm secure with you. Like every, you know, this is not like a formal thing. Excellent. And there's nothing gross in my mouth. Like if all those things line up, it is kind of a a move. Yeah. Well, it demonstrates an awareness. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe that's another part of the issue is it's like, how do you not know? Maybe he was trying to be, maybe he liked us so much that he was trying to be casual by talking with his okay i gotta i gotta do a little bit of like an impersonation because it wasn't just like oh yeah yeah like not not talking with food in your mouth (sighs) there was this clicking sound where he's like well you know the thing is and it was like that kind of talking with your mouth (laughs) is that what it's called I don't know. That's what, like when cows too. They're like yeah. I mean, I think just eating. In there general, was like a sucking in that happened that that would be, I think, interpreted as like a casual um, thing to do because it wasn't just blatantly rude. It did seem like he was doing. It was like a thing that he did. So I don't know. No, it still was. It was very unbecoming. So I don't care. Well, around the dinner table is a different thing than like on the porch or like outside. Right. And 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 maybe maybe you've given me something to think about because maybe he was like, oh, I like even though this is the first time I'm at their house, I want to show them that I'm really comfortable and that I really like them. So I'm going to be casual (laughs) with how I consume my food. I don't know because that. I guess if I'm trying to be as formal and polite as possible, I'm taking really small bites mm-hmm. and I'm taking very few bites. And cutting up everything. And cutting up everything. I'm being very, very polite. So that is an interesting metric of like someone's comfort level with you. Mm-hmm. If they will like just sit down and shovel in food. Because I do enjoy when people do that. When right. they, or when people just pop up from the table and get seconds on their own. I'm like, yeah, nice. Feel comfortable in my house. Feel comfortable in my kitchen. But there is a line there. (laughs) And I think our new friend crossed it a little too quickly. But he's a very lovely person. So we'll probably have him back. Maybe he'll get a second chance. He will. He will. If he does it again, though, he's out. (laughs) Um, I'm Diana Pfeiffer. I'm Paige Slaughter. (laughs) And we are sitting... 10 feet apart from each other. (laughs) We're not social distancing or in different states. Correct. Yeah. We're back in the studio together. I'm back, back home from Texas. Don't ask me how it went. And no, it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Um, But we did not enjoy doing Zoom episodes and I'm sure you didn't enjoy hearing them. So we're back together, but we are on new audio setups. We're on new mic setups. So we're sitting a little farther apart. Which, see how it goes. Yeah, I feel like it's just as intimate. We're making great eye contact so far. Feel great. <laughs> I am able to sit with my back at leaning against a wall, which is something I wasn't able to do in the past. I'm feeling very comfortable. Very great. Got my bunch of grapes here. You don't have to. You don't have to hold back your laughter anymore because you're on your own mic. So oh, we won't really? drown each other out. Oh. Yeah. Now it's become a habit. I know you're over there convulsing. <laughs> To swallow, yeah, to swallow a laugh. Yeah, you're really good at doing it. I still haven't, I I just bought a completely different microphone that muffles it all together. So I didn't have to modulate how I spoke. (laughs) 
I mean, I guess those are your options when you're trying to solve a problem. <laughs> it's like, do I change myself or do I change my environment so I don't have to change myself? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. I went with environment on this one. Right. Um, anywho. Oh, what are we talking about today? Uh, trying to make friends with someone who doesn't want to be your friend. <laughs> this was my sad topic. Um, because I've, <laughs> I don't know why. I, I really need to put like a little note on the topics for like why I thought to write it down. Yeah. But this one has happened quite a few times in my life. Um, both in the workplace and just in personal settings. So when I drew this one, you laughed for like a solid minute. <laughs> just at the fact that you had written that topic and put it in the jar. Yeah. <laughs> I was embarrassed for myself. <laughs> it was such a childish thing to write. But as you get older. Still think. It's harder to make friends. It's when you true. don't have school or like sports or just like activities <clears throat> what do you I mean how do you meet people because even if you go to like a yoga class for like years and you see the same people over and over again you're never like striking up conversation unless one of you like makes the effort so what you just said like made me realize that when you're a kid you kind of make a friend and then they're just in your friend category that's and it. that's it yeah. But when you're an adult, your friends like remain in whatever category you found them in. Oh. You know, you're, like the setting you met them in? Yeah, like yeah. how you met is like a big part of your relationship from that point on. Oh. Really for a long time, if not forever. Yeah. Maybe unless you get really close and then that like doesn't matter anymore. True. But you have to like actively break down those barriers. Right. And you both know that it's a big step to see each other outside of the setting in which you met. Yeah. That's interesting. That is interesting. Well, and I guess with kids, I do recall being a kid and like, it depends on how old you are, right? Because you meet a kid and you're like, you're my friend. And then that's it. But there is an age where you're like, do I have them over to my house? Do I have them over for a sleepover? Like, do... Do I see them outside of school? Like that kind of thing. There are those leaps because then the like parents have to know each other. Like you got to do like parents have to know whose house their kid is staying over at, like that kind of thing. Like there are some mm -hmm. other barriers that need to be crossed. But as an adult, yeah, you're right. It's like, oh, they're my yoga friend or my soccer friend or my work friend or like yeah. my friend that I've had forever or friends from college or whatever, you know, like, that's funny that we classify, classify them. And even as an adult, I feel, feel weird saying like, oh, they're my best friend <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. But why not? <laughs> and I know, well, and I've even, I even thought about it the other day and I was like, oh, well, because, uh, so have you ever heard of like the five chimp rule? No. Um, it's based on you've probably heard like the human version of it that you are you are the average of the five people closest oh. to you mm -hmm. or four people there four people closest to you you're the fifth so you're like the average you're the middle um but that's based on research about about chimpanzees that would form groups and that's that's where they recognized this behavior first was oh, in I didn't chimps know that part. so it's originally 
called the five chimp rule. But I was thinking about who my five chimps were. <laughs> yeah. And, and I was like, okay, well, Paige, obviously. And then I was like struggling to find, because I don't, I don't see other people in, in our town as much as I see you, but I have conversations with friends from college more, whatever. So I was like, all right, I guess it's not who I'm spending time with, but who I'm sharing with, who I'm sharing my life with. Mm-hmm. And um, I've got like a pretty good group. And sometimes I do think about like when some crappy chimps try to make their way into my circle. Yeah. I like think of that immediately. I'm like, you're bringing down the average. Like, <laughs> please don't bring me down because uh, you're just a drain on my resources. And then I become more like you. That's I don't want to be like you. That's such a smart way to look at relationships, though. Yeah. Because it's so easy to just adore somebody and not think about the way that they like influence who you are. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. And it sort of puts the onus on you to choose people because like if you're someone who's like, Oh, I'm friends with everybody. It's like, well, that's a dangerous thing to be, you know, like yeah, you got to be careful about that. Who, but who really are your friends? Who are your closest friends? Who are those five chimps? Well, so what if you're spending a lot of time with like a couple of colleagues? Are they automatically in your Five gyms. Yeah, yeah. It's just like who who you are spending the most time around. So if you have a bad roommate, that's a bad that's a bad chimp. Yeah, and you gotta get out. You gotta get that chimp out of your circle. <laughs> you gotta find a new chimp, or, even or you've gotta find job. like amazing chimp, other chimps right. to hang out with. Balance it out to balance that one out because you're the average. Remember, so find some better chimps than that crappy roommate chimp, <laughs> or whatever. Most people are like dating a bad chimp or working for a bad chimp. Or like whatever. <laughs> I like calling them chimps instead of people. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway. What an interesting factor though for like, so we kind of touched on this, I don't know, in what, the last one or two episodes is like letting a letting a, a bad or even like a mediocre situation just drag out mm-hmm. unless you're in a setting where it's like, the setting makes it very clear what's on the table. That's the context we were talking about it in. Right. Um, and that's another, you know, this is another way to think about when you have decision-making power, which we all do to some extent all the time, is like how much influence are, you know, the environments or people around you having on you every single day while you like, take this long extended period to make a decision about something (laughs) just for instance just a casual not specific example at all um yeah i I, and i think um going back to that five chimp rule it's like it's not the reason why it's who you're spending time around is because you're taking inputs from that person, whether you know it or not. Right. It doesn't matter if you're self-disclosing with that person or feel close with that person. If they're around you, they're having an influence on you. Mm -hmm. And like I used to, I've had some bad roommates and like I was living in a situation with like four bad roommates. (laughs) It was four bad roommates 
And I was... That's your whole circle. Yeah, I know. All four chimps were wasted on these crummy roommates. And I was like, dang it. Like, And, and I could feel my ambition waning, my buoyancy, my optimism, my drive, my competitive edge. Like Everything was just sort of like falling off and I, and I was like I can't be here anymore that's it I've got to move like I got to get out of this situation because and it took about six months like to realize how how far I had declined hmm. um but it's something to consider it's also it's also just a hard question to answer sometimes like because like I said I'm not necessarily spending time with four people four different people Mm-hmm. all the time but I am conversing a lot with four different people like you and my husband are two chimps yeah which is like great <laughs> really high chimps <laughs> but then I'm like well who are the other two chimps but it, it is an interesting question because like I can even think of some people who maybe I don't even talk to that much but I think about them a lot or mm-hmm. like maybe I have at some point spent a lot of time with them and I wonder if their influence is still strong, even though mm-hmm. they're not even in my circle. But like, so I wonder if you're kind of emotionally open up to, you know, a, a person in your family or whoever that they might fill that seat, yeah. even if you are not like actively talking to them that much. Right. That's a good point, yeah. too. That's a really good point. Um, well, I mean, I guess it's probably not a perfect science, (laughs) (laughs) but it is just a good general guideline to keep in mind because, you know, sometimes it's like you feel out of whack or like Mm -hmm. you don't feel yourself and you can't quite put your finger on why it's because you're hanging with four chimps that like don't jive with you, you know, like, or who are changing you or stifling you or or who just don't accept you for who you are mm. and then that can just like that can just throw you off kilter yeah. enough to make you think you're going crazy but it's those damn chips <laughs> um so bringing it back to our topic choose your chips carefully choose your chimps carefully and so i recently uh tried to make friends with a woman who Actually, no. I got a better story. This guy that I used to work with. (laughs) It was only he and I on a team. So I was like, we have to get along. Because we were were doing work trips together. We had to do pitches together. We had to interview people together. Like, I mean, just doing work travel alone together. Like, that's a big, that's a big deal. You have to have a good relationship with the one other person that you're going to do on-sites with. Yeah. You know, like overnights, like weekends and stuff. And then if there were on-sites that we had to go do like as a day trip, we'd have to drive there for like three hours in the car together. Like if you don't get along with that person, like, boy, it's going to be rough for both of you. So I was like, okay, like this guy's like totally fine. Like he he doesn't have any, you know, immediately off-putting qualities or anything like that. I was like, I can work with this. No problem. So I was like, I can be, I can be charming. I can like get this guy to like me a little bit. And so, um, typically with men, I try to not be too feminine right away. Um, because I don't want them to feel like they can't 
be themselves or they can't say certain things or something like that. But like, mm. I'm not, I'm not super sensitive to, you know, off color remarks or vulgarity or whatever. So like, I try to let people know that by like casually swearing or kind of making a joke about something like taking a crack, like talking about TV shows that are, you know, we might have kind in common. Yeah. Like, I don't know, just trying to give a hint, trying to establish that. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> he just, he like, wasn't, he wasn't buying it. Like I, I tried to, I tried to establish common ground. That's always my first thing. Although with women, I try to pay them compliments right away. I try to compliment them a bunch and then, and then establish common ground. But with men, I just try to establish common ground and like make them feel comfortable. And it just wasn't really, it wasn't really sticking. Like he could tell I was making an effort and it was like, it was almost like he was, didn't really want to talk to me and just was like, you don't need to, you don't need to put so much effort in, like Mm. stop trying so hard. So then I did, but then but then it was really boring and then like it was really unfun to just like sit silently in a car or over coffee just like waiting for meetings to start and not talking to your one teammate you yeah, know like yeah. you like don't have anyone else to talk to and so so i i remember my last ditch effort was trying to um like not complain but there was another woman in the office who was like clearly just a garbage manager she was like coo or something like she was like high up in the company and she was terrible real terrible and um and i she was like a total b to me one day during a meeting like really disrespectful and i was like i don't care i'm leaving this place anyways like it doesn't matter and so she leaves and uh, I turned to my teammate, Donovan, and I was like, man, like, Dolly cannot stand me. And he was just like, yep. And just like, didn't, <laughs> didn't take it. Like, it was clearly like, I don't want to talk about this. Or like, I, I forget. He said something like very dismissive, very like, oh, well, uh, you know. She just is like that or like, it, I don't know. It wasn't even that comforting. It wasn't even like, a like, oh, don't worry about it or shake it off. Like, it was just like, um, okay, well, so the next thing we have to do, like, just completely move past it. And I was like, dude, come on, man. Like, give me, <laughs> give me something. And then as soon as I was like, um, decided that I was going to leave the company and like, wasn't gonna stay he suddenly started like telling me stories about his life like things that he liked to do we started talking about skiing like all these other things and I was like where's this guy been this whole time he's like really nice really likable suddenly Mr. Social but I couldn't get a word out of him like prior to that did you actually bring it up ever like did you ask him why he Um, only opened up after he thought you were leaving no and I don't even know if he knew that I was leaving. It just happened to coincide. So I was like, maybe it was something that I, maybe I was just like really smothering him trying so hard, but I feel like I have better social intelligence than that. Like yeah. I can tell when someone doesn't want to talk to me, so I will stop talking. Like I'm not going to keep pushing conversation. Yeah. Especially with like, 
you know, a guy who's like, you know, seven or eight years older than me. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to force him to talk. Yeah. (laughs) But like, I don't know. He, he was like, really, the, the company Christmas party, he like threw his arm over me and he was like, Diana, you're a good kid, you know, and like, was like being just like a funny old drunk guy, whatever. And I was like, uh, yeah, so are you. And like, just didn't, that was like our warmest moment. Like, that's <laughs> just our, our warmest moment was after he had nine shambongs. Have you ever had those? <laughs> what is a shambong? A shambong. It's champagne, champagne out, of a, uh, out of a, it's a champagne beer bong. So like, it's like these mini glasses with a funnel on the top and you basically funnel champagne. And I think they mix beer in with it or I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure shambong is just like when you chug champagne. Have you ever funneled a beer? Like in a funnel? Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Hit the I'm pause like, button. <laughs> so when you've. Did you not funnel beers in college? I don't know. I guess not. (laughs) You would know. No, you would know. So it is like the fastest way to get drunk. I mean, and it's very difficult. Is there like a long cord like coming out of it? There's the funnel. You like stand upside down. Um, you don't go upside down, but it goes. The person holding the funnel and pours the. You put your thumb in the tube on it. The person pours the beer in. (laughs) It fills. And then it's like one, two, three, you put the tube in your mouth and the other person lifts the funnel end so mm. that it all just shoots down into your throat. Just rushes down. And you just have to it. chug. It's gone in like four chugs, basically. So it's like faster than shotgunning a beer. Wow, it sounds awful. So it burns. It burns. Like, I don't know if I can even drink water that fast. <laughs> I don't think most people can drink water that fast. But You don't have pe- a choice. People are just particularly motivated when it comes to beer. <laughs> Or just getting wasted. Uh, there were guys in co- my freshman year of college where I went to school. Um, I did my first year at a different school than I graduated from. And there was a two-story beer bong that these guys had made. It was the baseball team, of course. And Two-story? <laughs> it was, yeah. The one roommate would go to the second-story window and fill, it held like six beers or something. <laughs> he would fill the entire beer bong with six beers and hold it from the window and someone standing on the ground outside wait but does that even make a difference isn't gravity like isn't there like a point where it's not going to go any faster well it's it's not the speed it's just like the direction in which the beer is going to flow like it's it's just going to always flow down it doesn't it's not necessarily pressurized And then there were these other two guys. Oh, do you remember the guy that I talked about in college who I wouldn't sleep with and he was just like, get out, night's over? Yeah, yeah. The guy who called DOTs. Yes. That night, (laughs) that same night, he and his roommate were like, we have a club. It's like, it's the Cone Club. And the other girl and I were like, what? And they were like, yeah, like only certain people have been able to cone a beer. And what they did was <laughs> you held a road cone, like you put your mouth over the hole over a road cone and you held the road cone straight up and someone would stand on a bed, open a beer, jump and then chuck the beer down and jam it into the cone and it would just shoot down. 
So like the cone, like the cone opening is bigger than the and than a beer opening. It is. You're yes, correct. And so the goal for the person throwing it was to like try and like jam the can down as fa- as hard and as fast as possible into the cone. And the person holding the cone just had to be ready for that beer to shoot down their throat and not throw up. So I coned a beer that night. <laughs> So you passed the first test. Didn't, didn't spill a drop. That's why I was like, he's totally going to want me to be his girlfriend now. <laughs> oh, man. What lengths you went to. I know. And what better love language than to, like, be able to drink like a 19-year-old boy. I don't know. So anyway, um, so that's that's beer beer pong or beer bongs. <laughs> So a shambong is like a miniature classy version of that that you can get at bars where they just pour champagne in the top. You you have there's like a little thumb hole and then you just let it go and just like it's just a big straw. It's just a giant straw that you just uh-huh. it's and you can very, stop it. And then very classy. Very classy. So anyways, Donovan had about seven of those by the time I had shown up and he was very warm and loving. And then decided. and that's how I didn't make a friend at work. <laughs> yeah so the ending to this is just that you were gonna leave and then he for some reason and then suddenly he was really nice yeah yeah i don't know sometimes i think like with men especially sometimes i think they're just like they've never had a platonic friendship with a woman before and they just like don't know how to behave or some men are like super weird and think that every woman's trying to hit on them and they're like, I'm in a committed relationship. And you're like, yeah, I wouldn't date you if you were the last person on earth. Like, they're totally fine. Like, <laughs> not attracted to you at all. But okay, thanks for throwing that out there and making me feel like a creep. But like, I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't never know what his deal was. Never knew. Still don't. Well, so what kind. So you, your first tactic was establish common ground. Mm hmm. Try to like not come off as, yeah, too, like uptight or yeah, like try to get on to his level, open up the, the playing field. Uh huh. And then while we were traveling together, I would ask him questions about his family. I would ask him questions about his girlfriend, like, and talk about my husband to like demonstrate there was no danger there. You yeah. know, like I'm not, nothing weird is happening, and that didn't work. And I don't know how, like, was he just having an off day or how long did this go on? This went on. Oh, there's a spider over here. Um, This went on for three months, which is kind of a long time. Yeah. When it's o- your only one, one and only teammate. Yeah. <laughs> That's a long time to be resistant to anyone. Yeah. Really. Right. Right. Even if you, like, actively didn't like a person, you'd think, well, I have to spend all this time with them. Yeah, might as well make the most of it or something. That's what I thought. I was like, dude, even if you don't like me, like, that's okay, too. We can make jokes about that. Like, you can rag on me and it'll be okay. Like, I was trying to, I was trying to really coax them out. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, we're just going to be in this together and we can have whatever relationship we want. Like we can, we can jokingly fight with each other. We can actually fight with each other. Just talk to me, please. Like, let's <laughs> do something here. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty, 
it's pretty weird like that someone lasted that long and i was you know i was trying <laughs> sorry i really needed to kill that spider it was just looking at me like the second you turn your back i'm gonna crawl right into your shirt or pant leg <laughs> that would be worse um sorry did that offend you that i killed it well um my my i don't kill spiders right Normally I don't, but it was just really inconvenient to let him outside. I wouldn't say it offends me. <laughs> it's just always a little bit shocking. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh no. Um, <laughs> do we have a a larger animal that we can feed it to? I haven't heard you talk about SIBO in a while. Wait, uh, your your hubby didn't tell you. What? He died. <laughs> My husband knew. That SIBO died and he didn't tell me. So I came, I brought over a Was it after I <laughs> lizard sat him? Okay, so I brought a candle over to your house. I was like, this is for Diana. Um, it's like three weeks late. Like, as like a little <gasps> thank you. Okay. And he's like, oh yeah, like how, you know, we, yeah, we liked uh, saying hi to SIBO or whatever. I was like, oh, he died. <laughs> Don't tell Diana. <laughs> Uh, Actually, <laughs> you can totally tell her, but what I meant in my head was like, don't tell her the way I just told you, <laughs> like as if those two things are correlated. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I guess he didn't. I can so, see why he wouldn't yeah, say anything. Um, don't know what happened. I think maybe I gave him too many crickets mm. or he was old. How long do they normally live? Well... I don't know, but I don't know how old he was. They okay. told me he was old, but I don't know what that means. Oh, okay. If they told you he was old, then that's... I still, I'm... I feel terrible if that was the cause of his you, you definitely weren't. Um, okay. Because there were times where I came in and that humidity level wasn't where it was supposed to be, and I was like, gotta get some more water in there, and then it worked out fine, but still. Yeah, no. He was still kicking. Yeah. Trying to escape every time I opened the lid. He would hide on that log at the top and just wait for me to move the lid. And I was like, I see you. Get back down in the dirt. (laughs) Every time I opened it, it's like, don't do it. Don't do it. That's what I was doing to your chickens, too. Don't do it. Don't. Oh, yeah. Don't. Don't you dare, Judy's. God, they're the worst. Anyways, um, well, RIP SIBO. Sorry. Yeah. So sad. Yeah. Well, we can't feed that dead spider to him then. Oh, right. I was like, why are we talking about SIBO? Because, <laughs> like, yeah, murdered not. a spider There's in a front lot of you <laughs> in cold blood. <laughs> There's a lot of birds out there these days. Yeah, we'll just check it outside when we leave. Circle of life, man. Have you ever seen that Instagram page called Nature is Metal? Nature is Metal? Metal, yeah. No, it's a <laughs> it's great name. Very terrifying. It's just, like, a lot of cruel oh, realities. Oh, like, metal, like... Like yeah, nature's music. metal, like hardcore yeah. metal. Yeah. Nature's hardcore is essentially the subtext. And it's just like very harsh realities of the circle of life in the animal kingdom. I wouldn't me- recommend it if you are vegan or sensitive to animal violence. <laughs> I mean, it's a hard, yeah. That's the next step, though, I think. Like, first you, like, have an awareness that there's this like circle of life that is a full circle Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then like care 
and then like actually have an awareness of it. What are you describing right now? How to become vegan? Well, I would say <laughs> being vegan is like the first level of awareness. It's like, oh, oh, I like respect all these lives and like don't want to kill stuff. Right. But to me, my in my opinion, the next level of that is like, well, I'm a part of this whole cycle. Oh. And the harsh reality is that a lot of things die. Right. So that other things can live. Right. So like how do I be a part of that in a, a certain way, way rather than maybe just like Being removing vegan. yourself from it. <laughs> right. Oh, I like that. Interesting. I would have never put vegan as the first step in awareness, but now that you're describing it, it makes sense to me. Um, I was vegan for a little while to try and lose weight. It was miserable. I mean, I got really good at cooking. Like yeah. My palate got super clean. Yeah. But the second you try to introduce normal food back into your diet, it is like, it's rough. You're having trouble. You're just so fragile and nobody wants you to have you wants to have you over for dinner. Like, my family were like, we have a tomato. Can you eat that? You know, like just so confused about what, what is on the vegan menu. And then I didn't like any of the imitation stuff. I didn't do, I didn't mess around with that. Well, that's the thing with the image. If you eat the imitation stuff, I'm really wondering what your like philosophy is. (laughs) Like if you're all about the planet and you're eating a ton of tofu, Mm -hmm. It's like, have you seen soybean fields? Right. Have you seen what the way they water those or spray those? Like, I'm wondering, like, where your your lines of logic are. I mean, whatever. Maybe some people just feel better doing it, but right. If yeah. it is like, if you're doing it for the planet, I have big questions for you. <laughs> I was whoa, for, I was so controversial. <laughs> Page beating on vegans. Just I mean, <laughs> it's just true. I will. I will say too. Like when I meet people who announce that they're vegan, my opinion of them changes a little bit. Because I'm like, why are you telling us? <laughs> well, that's the whole thing. What, what's the motivation? Why are you here? signaling to me that you're better than everybody else? Because you're like, do you feel morally superior because you're vegan? I feel like you do because you're telling everyone that you're vegan. And nobody asked because <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> I don't introduce myself and tell people what my diet is unless I'm trying to put them down, <laughs> which doesn't actually happen. <laughs> so is that how you make new friends? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that's actually step two. I did write down, thanks for steering us back. I wrote down a couple ways for you to make friends if you are really struggling and you maybe have like a touch of the social anxiety um, and just like going up to someone. Cause I have gone up to people and just said, Hey, we met at last year's Christmas party and I really liked um, talking to you and I would love to get to know you better. If you ever want to go on a walk or something, I have said that. And now she is my friend, but she responded well to that there. Mm-hmm. I also tried that line on another person at that same Christmas party and she uh, never spoke to me again. Yeah. But I also found out later that she was like not someone I actually wanted to be friends with. She just looks sad all the time. Anyway, um, let me, I got to move this back a teensy bit. 
from my face because my head's like pinned against the wall. Oh, I yeah. Feel, and you have a. I feel trapped. Whiteboard yes. behind you. I've got the door. Um, okay. So um, I think the number one best way to make a friend is to do some sort of physical activity together. The best way to bond with someone is mm. to do a physical activity together. So, like, you know, in the modern working woman's world, this could be, like, bar or soul cycle or <laughs> um, my friend Allie and I took a strip dancing class together, a couple of them, because oh. I, like, randomly said, did you know that there's a stripper pole studio, like, near your house? And she was like, yes, I did know that. I was like, oh, do you want to try it with me? And we went together and it was, that was like where our relationship really solidified. Well, then you just, yeah, busted down the wall from the get-go. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we had like, we had like worked together for a number of months prior to that, but it really wasn't, it didn't really take off till we did that together. And it was like, all right, cool. I can get on board with this girl no matter what. Um, What's that other one that people love? Uh, orange Julius. Oh no, that's the drink thing. Oh, I know what orange you're talking something. about. Yeah. Theory? Is it theory? Orange theory? Maybe. Mm, or is that another drink place? It sounds like a drink place, but anyway. Um, so physical activity, I think, is good because when you like sweat together and work hard together, you kind of see people at like their vulnerable a vulnerable state. Mm. You get endorphins going, whatever. So. I recommend that to make friends. Um, if that doesn't work, you can ask for like recommendations for something like, oh, do you know a good, who does your hair? Like it's, it's a compliment to ask someone who does, who their hairdresser is because their hair looks so good that you know, whatever. Or like, oh, do you know a good place to get Thai food or something like that? And then you're, you're consulting them and you're forcing them to sort of reveal something about themselves. Oh, I don't eat Thai food. Or oh, actually, there's this really great one. It's authentic, blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and then you have to take their recommendation, though. You can't ask them and then disregard their recommendation because then that backfires. <laughs> so you have to take the rec, then come back to them and tell them how great it was. Yeah. What a good recommendation. So that one requires some follow-through. Yes, right. <laughs> um, asking a favor is a good way to garner, like, some sort of rapport. Um, cause it kind of shows that like you feel comfortable asking them for help or you're trusting them with That's something. That's a hard one. It is a hard one. Um, but that kind of ties people to you a little better. Mm -hmm. Um, That's interesting because on the other end of that, I like, I like it serves, I know that it would serve me if someone asked a favor and I can like help them out mm -hmm. like I love feeding people mm -hmm. or like you know like it all I know in my head that feels good but then still to ask somebody or to be on the other side of that is like yes yeah some people are really good at that yeah well some people are too good at asking for things and then you're like no I've done three favors for you I haven't done jack for me <laughs> Those people are just selfish. <laughs> but yeah, it has to be an, like it has to be an easy ask. Oh, can you do me a huge favor? You say huge favor. And they're like, uh, sure. And they're like, can you 
move my mouse every now and then on my desk to make it look like I'm working or well, I don't know like <laughs> to keep me logged in on the company platform or whatever I don't know like something that's not really a huge fa- actually I think that would be like a pretty big favor but like it's like an all-day commitment <laughs> yeah for the next 10 minutes or something. you're gonna move it once um yeah, don't ask them to, like, dog sit, you know, right out of the gate or something if they don't know you that well. <laughs> Just like, oh, I'm going to be out of the office for a week. Can you water my plant while I'm gone? You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something easy, basic. Yeah. But not too easy because then they, like, don't feel dependent on, you know. Anyway, <laughs> I'm overcomplicating <laughs> Um. So the other thing is to, like, treat it like a date, like, treat it like dating where – you ask you flat out ask the person to like go do a cool thing with you like go to an event or um go to lunch together go to like a farmer's market during your lunch break and like walk around or something like that i don't know like make it make it a little datey <laughs> i mean don't take but them not to like the planetarium dainty. yeah like <laughs> that's weird um there's be very confusing messages around that but um don't go to like a drive-in movie Maybe just go shopping or I don't know. Oh, you can coffee is usually safe. Coffee's safe. Well, I like to have an activity because I feel like if you're just sitting having coffee or tea, there's a lot of pressure on the conversation. Mm. So you can be like, oh, do you want to grab a coffee? And then I have to buy my mom a birthday gift. Do you mind like going to some of the boutiques with me or something like that? And then they can be like helpful, part of the process, that kind of thing. Um, (laughs) And then this is like a last resort. Um, but it also, it's been shown to like really bond people together, but to find a common enemy. So like common enemies, like will bring people together faster than, faster than anything right. else, faster than a common goal for sure. Um, so if there's some like real easy pinata in the office that you can just go after it, <laughs> like find someone to complain about or something, that's like a great way to get people started with like. Because you're building trust, like no one's gonna snitch. Yeah, definitely a last resort, and yeah. also like to be used sparingly because correct that very quickly becomes like the foundation of a relationship, and that's just nobody wants that. That's true. That's true. I feel like this one works if someone's like truly awful, and the other person's witnessing it, where you can be like, "Am I crazy, or is she really treating me differently, or yeah. is he like?" really sexually harassing me (laughs) i don't know no like it make it sort of a not just like dogpiling on some random person right catty then move on catty office people anyways those are my recommendations for making friends they've always worked for me huh do you have a a friend story that probably not anyone you want to be friends with is interested (laughs) well I well so I told you like I was trying to think of a story for this and it it was like I mean honestly if somebody doesn't want to be my friend it's very very specific circumstances where I'm gonna try that hard yeah because I like one-on-one and I like having a pretty tight-knit circle and I don't need that many friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think it does apply to like even acquaintances or 
I don't know, in certain cases where, like, I do want to be friends with someone, like, if I'm working with them or they're, like, an important person to someone else that's important to me. Or I just don't want to, like, feel weird. Mm-hmm. And that one, so, like, my I think my stepmom's going to listen to this and then, like, feel bad because she tried so hard to help me during high school because like, <laughs> <laughs> I could be I'm, I mean I could be pretty quiet like I'll either click with you right off the bat and we mm-hmm. can have like a one-on-one like a strong one-on-one relationship mm-hmm. like pretty much from the get-go mm-hmm. or it's gonna be hard for me and yeah. that's kind of always how it's been yeah and unless I'm kind of like in my element if I'm in, playing a role or, like, I'm in my work element, mm-hmm. then it's, like, a completely different thing. Right. Um, but anyways. I feel like I really forced friendship on you in the beginning. Really? See, I yeah, feel like I feel you, like I had to really coax you out. Well, you – but you were somebody I clicked with right away. So it was – That was not apparent to me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was like, I think she hates me. I think she's cool, though. I'm going to ask her to hang out. <laughs> like, I kept trying to carpool with you. Do you remember to the events? I was like, oh, do you want me to pick you up? Or, like, do you want to pick oh, me yeah. up? That did kind of we? Thing. Did we ever carpool? We carpooled a couple we times, yeah. Once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a very quiet car ride. I was like, man, she really <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. See, I have, like, a completely different memory of it. Maybe it's not even a click thing, then. Maybe it's like a, oh, we'll be good right yeah you're just like so immediately ha- comfortable in it <laughs> so however long it takes it doesn't really it's irrelevant now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i have so yeah so in high school like my someone would try to help me like wear really cute clothes and like Aww. you know like try to like set me up for success <laughs> um which definitely Clothing helped. matters a lot it did mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um it did help and i think since then <laughs> I I do try to, like, give myself little pep talks. Because for me, it's not really, like, it's more just, like, getting past the nerves mm-hmm. of it for most people. Uh, little pep talks or, like, trying to think of things ahead of time that I want to ask them mm-hmm. about to, like, keep yeah. things Because I kind of freeze up a little bit sometimes with, around certain people. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think preparing discussion points – is a is something that should be a habit for, for yeah anyone. um my husband and I do it I, before having anyone over for dinner we go through like interesting topics that we've learned about and then like pick a few things to just in case there are lulls yeah we just toss those in or like there are certain friends who have a tendency to get really negative or talk about politics too much right and so we try to derail them with things that are not political or negative or like anything they're just sort of fun topics yeah and it's worked out very well it's a very good tactic yeah a little preparation it's just a it's a teeny little thing that can make you sound i don't know so curious and so um well read or so and and it's not to pontificate it's not to be like oh i learned this thing today or it's more like Oh, what's your what's your take on this? This is something I heard on the, you know, on a podcast. But like, what do you think about that? And yeah. then just kind of let people go. But like, I don't know. There used to be that maxim of don't talk 
money, politics, or religion. But I feel like that's all people talk about now. Like, <laughs> it's like the only things people talk about. Well, right. And it's, yeah, probably because we all only hang out with people who ha- have the same stances as us. Right. And so they're not taboo anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, yeah. I, I hold very different beliefs from many of many of my friends. So I prefer not to talk about those things. Yeah. But like not voicing your opinion is a very novel thing. Like to just not say how you feel about something, even if you have a feeling of an opinion on it, is like unheard of these days. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> to just not to not voice your opinion because it doesn't matter. <laughs> I think it's also like it's also kind of taboo to not make small talk. Mhm. And that's something I always struggle with is like being judged for not really wanting to make small talk with yeah, people. Yeah. That's true. You skip that altogether. Is a really tricky I do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just I, I don't think it. I've ever heard you be like, "So where are you from?" to anyone. <laughs> You're just silent until something is interesting and then you're on the topic. <laughs> then you're in the conversation. But you just wait till everybody comes through the bullshit before you're like, okay, now I'm here. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Well, it's pretty thanks. good. I, I let I yeah, that feels right to me, but it does not fit it doesn't feel right to a lot of people. And I'm super aware of that. But a big part of me is like don't care. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> You're boring. <laughs> like, like, sorry. I mean, I would really like to connect with you, but I am not. I ah, uh, yeah. nuts when when like one person says something and then they're and then like if you ask somebody a question and then they answer and like, how about you? It's like, uh, <laughs> like I just so transactional. Oh, it makes me like yeah, so not, tit for tat. I don't even want to tell you. Yeah, because. Why? Right. <laughs> well, I'll have like an amazing conversation. Like I went recently went on a date with a girl like as a new friend. I say recently. It was like four months ago. Um, And I came home and my husband was like, how was it? And I was like, oh, it was awesome. It was great. Like we totally clicked, whatever. And he's like, so where's she from? And I'm like, uh, I, don't- <laughs> I didn't ask. I don't know not sure did she talk about it was it texas i don't know he was like well what i mean like why'd she move to carbondale like uh i think (laughs) because her boyfriend was here i'm not sure like (laughs) i didn't ask point blank like let the let things i want to know you organically i want you to tell me things about your life if it fits the conversation i don't want to sit and like interrogate you or like act like we're in an interview you know like it just is so boring and they're like well what'd you talk about like talk about all these other things like (laughs) didn't didn't like go through those checklisty type of things and when people do that i'm like no this just isn't gonna work it's not gonna work out between us (laughs) yeah and it's uh, i i really struggle with this because i admire people that are willing to do that like it definitely removes the burden for probably most people yeah like most people are comfortable with that and yeah that's cool and like especially when they actually seem like they care 
it's like, oh, wow, you're good at small talk and you seem genuinely interested. Like, that's cool. Yes. Great. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good conversationalist. (laughs) Not here. I don't know. I don't really. (laughs) Let's just get into it. Just know me and I'll know you. (laughs) Yeah. So the making friends with people who don't want to be friends, I feel like that comes up constantly, but also like never. Constantly, constantly in the sense that it's like, I don't know, either we'll be or we or we won't. And there's probably a lot of times where I don't like, I'm not like, uh, I don't know, someone that some people are like dying to be friends with. But I also think. I campaign for you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this happened at work, at a work, in a work setting the other day. My, one of my colleagues was like, this is Paige. Don't be fooled by her quiet demeanor. She's a powerhouse and really knows what she's doing. Like, this was my introduction. <laughs> it was like, one, it's kind of, like, funny that, like, that's my introduction. But mm-hmm. also, like, thanks. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> Great. Let others do the talking for you. It's a very powerful move. It's a very power, big, big, powerful play. Um, but I just, I mean, I did the same I do the same thing with you all the time. Like when I tell people about you, I'm like, man, talk about someone who is constantly underestimated and just like rips the rug out from your feet. Like (laughs) I make people afraid of you. I make people think that you're quiet because you kill them. Like, so then they meet you and like, wow, she's really nice. Like, oh yeah, she's that too. (laughs) She's also a shark. (laughs) I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really fun to build up your... (laughs) persona and just make people very confused like well I thought I knew her but after talking to Diana maybe I don't know Paige that well um anyway so you've always made friends with people that you want to make friends with and if you can't make friends with them definitely not you just don't (laughs) you're like man we weren't gonna be I mean often like if I if I really work to be friends with someone and it's just not happening I'm like oh we're not we're not gonna be friends like it's okay that you're not interested because you're seeing you're seeing things before I am that this isn't gonna work mm. so like also I don't like people who make me work for their affection I don't like it <laughs> like don't withhold your um approval or um or your laughter like oh I guess you're funny like no I'm fucking funny so like <laughs> either laugh or don't but like don't make me like be a court jester for you <laughs> like oh i hope this person thinks i'm funny good nuts i don't like it you're either in it or you're not <laughs> see i love that like you can because so you're someone who know, like if you want something you'll get it it's yeah but then but also if i don't not if in- i really go after something and i don't get it i just find a reason why for why i really didn't want it <laughs> Just talk myself out of it. Like, well, they're not back, right? Forget it. I don't know. I, I'm going to stick to the way that I said it. Because <laughs> well, it's not even like in a, like, like an entitled kind of way. It's like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to be tactical until I get it. And that's just what it is. Sure. So it's interesting to me that you like will employ those same skills like if you have you know if you want to like 
you don't want to sit through a bunch of quiet lunches with the guy that you work with because that's like mind numbing yeah but when it but it is a very different thing if you're like oh well this person just wants me to seek their validation and that's I'm not about that right right yeah you can sense the difference yeah um he yeah the 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 guy at work was not withholding affection or approval it was just like he just didn't see how we could be friends um but there was another guy who we started traveling with a third guy who was very much a approval withholder like felt felt um higher up than us felt felt smarter than us like you could tell he was a little holier than thou um and that actually helped the other guy and i become a little chummier Mm. because we both disliked that other guy So common enemy, it really works. And we never discussed it, but I could just tell that he would, suddenly I wasn't so bad in comparison <laughs> to this other guy. He's, he's from Toronto, I think. Anyway, let's wrap this. So use the tactics or don't, I don't know. <laughs> if somebody doesn't want to be your friend, um, just trust that like they have they have a better read on the situation than you do. Yeah, that's an interesting thing that you said. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well, I've never, I'm, I would never think to like interpret a situation that way. Yeah, I would never. I don't think I would assume that the other person is being strategic about it. Right. <laughs> Which <is> really funny. Because <laughs> like they totally could be. <laughs> yeah, you're immediately you're immediately like, why don't they like me? I yeah. don't like the person. Why don't they like me? But. Or it's like, oh, they don't see it. Like, if you're the one, but think about it. If you're the one putting yourself out there, uh-huh. they already know more about you than you know about them. So if they're like, I don't like this person, mm. they they have more information than you. Interesting. Because they're not putting themselves out there. So you can't be the one to say, oh, I like this person. Because that often happens where somebody else is like the, the boisterous person in the room and I'm like all right and I'll like get on board and like kind of sidle up to them but if I'm the one being boisterous I don't know anybody else in the room like maybe people like me I but I can't tell because I'm the only one putting information out yeah everyone else is collecting oh interesting yeah I just came up with that on the spot (laughs) (laughs) so if they don't like you Good. They did the work for you. You don't even have to try. Just be yourself. <laughs> That's A space workplace. You found us here. Now click subscribe so we can keep filling your ear holes and get us on Instagram at a workplace podcast. What workplace? I don't know.